Knock, knock, guess who is knocking at your door? That's right, you know it's the morning for sure. Might be a geoff, it could be, maybe it's Mitt Romney. Hello, Americans and other people around the world from the English-speaking countries that listen to the show, which is primarily Canada and New Zealand, as it turns out. Welcome to This Week in Still Mormons, is what we're going yeah. with. All right, we're still here. You know, the, a name change is such a hard thing to do. The church can do it, but but to ask a small mom-and-pop podcast to go through a name change just because the Lord said so, I don't feel like that's realistic. Would Lehi have changed the name of his merchant tent? What was the no, name of Lehi's I, tent? Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Flea Mormons. It was a Flea Mormon. Um, and. By the way, I don't know if you're newer to the show, you might not recognize the voice that's here this week. If you joined us in the last two years, hello. This is uh, it's me. This is Al, everybody. It's me you're looking for. Al is the co-founder of This Week in Mormons and the former regular co-host. But he is. It was a long. T- we did it for a long time, Jeff. There was a lot of years that we were regular co-hosting. I'm surprised this is still going. Frankly, I. I still subscribe to it, and and uh, I hadn't looked in a long time because obviously I hadn't been on a podcast. Why would I listen to a podcast I'm not That's on? Fair. Uh, and then I jump back in there, and you've been you've been still putting stuff out, and I was like, well, I'll be darned. Al, I am known for putting out. I got to come back and retake my throne. Who else? Who else have you had sitting in this chair? Anybody interesting since I've so many interesting people? I mean, I don't believe it. I mean, what? I mean, we've got, we've got. Did Peter Breinholt co-host an episode with you? Peter Breinholt has not co-hosted an episode, nor did he ever give us a rundown of his trip to Peru, which I feel like he owes us. But since we do have his personal email, perhaps a follow-up is in order. I don't know. And his phone number, we could text him. But if he has not been here, then nobody greater than I has sat in this chair. You're welcome. I'm coming back. I will, I will grace you all with my humor and wit. All right, let's. Now, let's be clear. I'm treating this with the apprehension that like an abandoned child does when daddy comes back to town <laughs> one weekend and says, like, it'll be different this time. It'll be different this time. And now I'm pretty sure at the end of this, Al's going to say something like, oh, daddy has to go away for a while. But daddy well, obviously, loves you. Th- this is not a regular thing. I've just come <laughs> back for a moment. I'm like a hero. I'm just running back through the crowd to, to boost my ego, and then I'll go back into the shadows again. That's okay. Don't get used to me, son. We're fishing. We're not fishers. All right. We're fishing one time. Yes. We don't go fishing. Yeah. Just stop it's just asking. the one time. We don't. Even, it's not even worth yeah. getting a license. It's not even. That's right. Yeah. I got you. How, the warden's not going to catch us. How's uh, how's the life been though, Mister Al? I have not talked to you at all ever since the last time. That's not true. But how's life? <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. I've got I've got child. Uh, he's a giant baby. That kid's huge. He's a monster. And he, he is, is very large. younger than my children, and he is probably larger than both of them, even the four-year-old. No, I'm, uh, and I'm teaching him to wrestle already. He can't walk properly, but he will be able to drop an elbow like nobody's business. 
My wife is six foot. I'm six seven. Uh, we're not yeah. going to have little babies. Yeah. As as the Italians. If you did, it would be hilarious. That would be funny. That would be funny. I actually knew I had a friend that I went to school with who was Tongan and married a Tongan woman and had an albino child. And it like she was she was adorable. But like if any baby should have had the uh, the sun kissed skin of the Tongans, it was this child and she was full on albino and I loved it. She was delightful. Uh, and so if I had a little dwarfy child, is dwarfy a, that's probably not appropriate. If I had a, a small I mean, a small child child, dwarf is a technical term for a certain form dwarf, of dwarf. There's dwarfy feels dimi, dwarfy feels diminutive. Isn't uh, isn't midget isn't midget more pejorative? I think dwarf mm. dwarfism is a real. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So if if my baby was a little dwarfy, I'm using that hesitant. I'm just gonna let you use it and let people get. I it. would love it too, uh, and I think it was hilarious. But also having a giant is equally entertaining because this kid, this kid. I, I mean, mean how he's tall like, is he? He's like, uh, I don't know in feet. Um, maybe two, three feet. Three. How, it's 30, I don't know. Inch I don't know baby. <laughs> I don't know baby sizes. Anything under six foot is just kid, and above is right. is grown. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, no, so he's big, and we're having a blast with him. We traveled a bunch with him. We went, uh, we went all over. Where have I been since? We went to uh, Italy, did a trip to Switzerland, went through uh, Morocco. Me with our yes. our good friend. Yes, you tried to get me uh, on that one, but I could not pull it off. Man, that was a good time. That was a good time. I was in the Sahara, just Jeff haggling for uh, for weird things that they upsell you on trips to the desert. Sure. And I had to buy a scarf to go over my mouth that I didn't really need. Spent two dollars on that. I'm very I'm oh, little, sorry for your suffering. A little embarrassed. That's um, all right. But we no, it's been fun, man. I had a really good time and I've uh, been working hard, build some building some stuff, moving and shaking. You know, you know, as one does. Yes. Uh Jeff, how are you? Oh, I'm splendid. I'm splendid. I spend my time, you know, I've been doing home renovations, which is thrilling. You should mm-hmm. come out and help me with it. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. So is that drywall behind you? Uh, right over there. Yeah. No, that's rigid foam insulation, not drywall. Oh, oh. But you're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only is that I, to block out noises from the bathroom. Perhaps? I only realized after buying it. This isn't a big deal, but my basement apparently is not a full 96 inches per standard <laughs> size and height. It's a little bit shorter, which happens in basements. So it's not a you big got that deal. Razor blade out. But it means I got to measure everything and score it and then put it up. And it Mm -hmm. it took the wind out of my sails. It disappointed me. I was feeling all jazzed, like, all right, let's glue some insulation on the wall so then I can do some framing. I'm in the mood. Let's do this. And then it just... No, cutting two inches off just really takes it But you would be happy to know I've also been... I've My white whale has been replacing our bathroom fan. I'm sorry, who's your white whale? Replacing a bathroom fan. That shouldn't be a big undertaking normally, right? But the kind I bought, rather than mounting normally against a joist, and then the flange goes outside the drywall. It instead mounts on a bracket that goes between the joists, receded from the drywall. So I've had all this trouble of cutting a bigger opening around it and then having to cut a frame piece of, of drywall patch. Oh, yeah. And sit flat. No, that's you know, not made for a remodel. That, that. Is made, that is made for a new build. You know, furring strips and all the fun things like that. So that's been fun. You know, I'm just... I actually, I remodeled my basement too since we last talked. Did you ever finish... It was great. Did you finish the uh, media room yet? I do have a movie theater in there. Uh, this is what, what I What have the updates been? You were asking me all kinds of help for that and I saw nothing about <laughs> Jeff, it. Jeff, I, uh, 
I have I have fulfilled the dream I made as a 15-year-old. As a 15-year-old, the movie room was a huge deal. Even as a single 20-year-old, oh, yeah. very big deal. I remember where as you... As a married man whose wife goes to bed at 9.30, media room is not as big of a deal. Uh, you know, we can sneak an episode of Parks and Rec in here and there. We're still... It's probably been a month and a half. We have yet to watch a movie in there. It's hard to find the uh, time. I mean, it is. It's hard to find the time. And, uh, and I mean, I'm all for the 10 o'clock to midnight movie time. That is not a popular thing amongst a uh, a, uh, a mother trying to sneak in sleep where she can get it. And so we, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a little Netflix here and there. And that's not getting the Dolby Atmos experience. That's not giving me the 9.2.2. I built that's this That's what you went with in the end? The 9. That's what I went oh, with. Man. And I, I mean, I could, I could hear a pin drop from the front left. Oh, stop it. Popping back to the back right. I mean... It's all over the place, and we are watching uh, some Leslie Nope. And I'm assuming oh. this is a, a 4K projector setup, one would hope. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 4K laser projector. Stop it. Jeff, and I built my own screen. It's a it's a nine-foot screen. It's beautiful. I've got I've got the theater seating couches, the full reclined couch thing. It's amazing. Hold on. Again. But do the couch seats have both cup holders and USB ports for charging while I'm sitting there? Neither. Then what's this all been about? Neither. What have I been working towards? Well, you, I don't let you bring your phone in, Jeff. Phones are banned. I'm like the Alamo Draft House. I kick you out if you use the phone. No, you got to leave the phone at the door. No USB charging. But come on in. Let's watch shit. You're just watching Parks and Rec. I've seen that a million times. <laughs> That's fair. That's I mean, fair. I mean, I love it, but come on. No, but but literally, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I this was not a dream that 35 year old Al had. This was a dream from many years ago that I've just been blindly fulfilling uh, or chasing for years. And so I feel it now that I now that I'm here, I'm doing a little like sort of the John Travolta hands up like, I I don't know. What am I doing here? Sort of. I'm I'm confused from which reference is the John Travolta hands up. I I don't know. What am I going to do? Is that have you not been aware of this meme where they drop him into movie scenes and he would just like stand there and look around like. Left and right, and be like, I don't know. I've missed this one. This sounds more like a Nicolas Cage thing than a John Travolta thing, but I believe you. Nicolas Cage is uh, is all of our heroes. Maybe he would never we're do something both, so silly. Maybe we're both just thinking of Face Off, and that's the movie we need to watch. <laughs> it's just this revolving cycle of memes, and we're like, no. It's, it's all just John Face Off. No, obviously Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's great. The John Woo classic. Otherwise, man, stuff's good, you know. I'm still exec-secking in the ward, living the dream, trying to keep the bishop organized. Well, so much. certainly do sec. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just chilling. Works good. The government is as the government does. Always fun things in that regard. Uh, sounds phenomenal. I work I, in the swamp. I, feel- I work in land that literally once was a swamp, everybody. I mean, it was, yeah. J- Jeff, you need to make me want to come back here more often. This update makes me feel like I've missed nothing. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 gotten DC's gotten less exciting since the craziness got predictable three years ago because it's just that way all the time. So yeah, yeah, politics politics is is wild. I'm excited for an election year coming up next year. I don't think we get enough. Now, politics if, if, as is. I'm ready for it to go into, into overdrive. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I saw you comment today on Facebook that you are, you are voting for Elizabeth Warren, apparently. I would love, I would love, if it was Warren Trump, I, I, uh, I think Warren gets a vote. Okay. Warren, I like Warren a lot. I like that surprises her. me because you are, you are more farther right than I am, generally speaking. 
I certainly am. But you like Warren, which is she's she is definitely not a uh, even a moderate. So that's interesting. No, she's not. She's not. She's got some. She's got some wild ideas. I like the idea of breaking up big tech. I like some of her. I like. I feel like she's got sort of the 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 some social programs that I would actually be fine getting behind. Yeah. I feel like would make it make a difference. It's like you're being sensible. I don't know. I, I'm looking at this it. and I'm like. I'm like, this is palatable because there is no one on the right that's going to come. Like, unless we have some Evan McMullen resurgence, uh, which which Evan McMullen uh, likely is would be a mistake at this point. Also, but like somebody somebody on the right that's going to compete and like not be crazy. I just don't see it happening. I'm still waiting for the full no. meltdown from the right so that we can recover. Uh, much like the left is experiencing, also, I mean, it's it's just mayhem. It Jeff. really it's is mayhem. That's my life. But I'm open. I'm open to any any decent contenders from any side. I've given up my party affiliation. By the by the way, I'm, I don't know if you heard. This I'm now one. hunting. Um, I did. I hung out at a book club with Evan McMullen a few months ago. Oh yeah, was he looking for women? No, because it was all men. I mean, so hey, maybe who knows? But. Um, it was fun. We all read a book about the history of the CIA, and so he was kind of like a guest. My only complaint was, instead of being a typical book club where you're talking and having a conversation about the book, it kind of became an evening with Evan McMullen. Where what did he? What book was it? Uh, Legacy of Ashes, which is a, ah, a compelling actually, read about yeah the history of the CIA that's and a, all the. That's a big book. It was a big book. I enjoyed it though. And of course, he was Walter he defended the institution quite a bit, given his background. But it was interesting to hear him talk kind of candidly about some of his experience in ops, you know, as much as he could. So that was kind of was it was it born ish? Did he have any of like? Did you did you just shout out Blackbriar and then run? I just ran away. I ran out of the room. But they even I used like I was triggered. He's like, I had an asset. I'm like, yeah, you had an asset. There it is. Good stuff. <laughs> Not, Wait, he was just the handler. He was like, he was the girl that gets murdered and nobody cares. That's what it was. No, I don't know. I mean, oh, that's an Evan McMullen for you. Well, he's never going to be our president. He needs to be though. That man pulled off boots, denim, and a sport coat like nobody I've ever seen. He had. He really went for. He that. had the look. He, he certainly did. He remembered us though, so that was the, what was most fulfilling. Did yes. did he? he did? He actually did. Did he pass his regards to me? Thank no, you. no. But he remembered like being on the. But we talked it was to like him. there was two of you, and you were obviously the more memorable one. Great to talk to you, Geoff. Yes. yes. And you're like, oh, thank you. Well, anyway, this has been a long section of the banter that some of you enjoy, and some of you on our iTunes reviews get very upset about. So I encourage yeah. you either way to go to iTunes and write a review. I'm listening 14 time. minutes, and they still haven't started. Yeah. Oh no, they they start at 15 minutes. Well, listen, Joe Rogan does this and uh, and he advertises for five minutes. We have you, no support. Did you see the? We would uh, not advertise to you at all. Did you see the push to have Joe Rogan moderate one of the presidential debates? I did. You know, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan a lot ever, ever. I only know Joe Rogan from his news radio days, where I revered him as a great actor of supreme capabilities. And then, uh, and then, you know, I like I stumbled into his world. Fear fact, because there was there was the Bob Lazar and the Flying Saucers documentary thing. This guy that like Area Fifty One, the S One or S Four area, all the government. Uh, uh, craziness it, it it was it was a very interesting like it, i mean i'm not i'm not a flying saucer guy but i had this moment where i'm like i'm like you know if if gravity were able to be produced as waves and we could travel with that 
there's a real shot, man. Maybe maybe there's some civilization out there to figure this out. We believe we believe that there are planets as numerous as the sands that's of the true. sea. We believe that people are on other planets. I mean, that's a religious backing that we have. We gotta believe there's some flying saucers moving around somewhere. And this uh, this Bob Lazar trip, it like I was like, this guy doesn't sound crazy. Maybe and then uh, and then. Uh, I got really into it for about two weeks and watch. As soon as you move past like a decent interview and you start getting back into the YouTube stuff, you're like, "This is then, obviously." All then you were watching all garbage. the uh, moon landing fake stuff, and you were just all. Oh man, my YouTube algorithm is a mess. I'll be honest; it is um, the suggested stuff right now. It's that I also uh, I I had my birthday this last weekend, went on a trip, and me and my other 35 year old male buddy that uh, went on this trip sounds with terrible. Me, uh, yeah. we, we worked, we, we discovered Lizzo, uh, which was delightful. Um, she is a, she's a large black woman who, uh, is, is a great rapper, very talented. And we worked out a dance routine and with now the, the sad thing about two straight white guys in their thirties that work out a dance routine to Lizzo is that there's no safe place to post this. There's no place where I can share this this moment of genius that we had and expect to not have that be taken the wrong way. There's Twitter would eat us alive. No, you posted Facebook. you posted on YouTube and you enjoy those monetization that, views. Mm, oh. No, Jeff, I don't I I think that would follow me in a terrible There's, way. See, back in the old Do you know days. how much bad stuff there already is of you on YouTube? Well, that's not that bad. There's an interpretive tree dance from thirteen years ago in Ukraine where you look tremendous. Uh, I just the other day actually the interpretive tree dance the, the, just the other day, actually, I was looking at my YouTube channel, which doesn't have much stuff on it, but it does have both our Amazing Race application video. No, you have to remove that. That is the one. And is no, the one. No, no, an even worse video. The Orlando the trip Orlando one, one, one that you've one. agreed to never. No, you, you've agreed. I'll report that as like defamation. 67 days not, in Orlando. The, the Amazing no Race application, I'm fine with. I thought that was great. But we hacked. Man, it's crazy to look back on that. We hacked all that together on like... The crappiest cameras we had. Oh, it, looks, ter- it the, looks terrible, yeah. The Orlando one, when I'm laying in the pile, I'm like, we love electronics. You're exact- we were trying so hard to play to exactly what they want. It was a your exact. Was- I believe your exact quote is something along the lines of, no, and you're like, seriously, I'm always on the lookout for the newest gadget, and I use them all shamelessly. It's the, it's the weirdest dialogue. <laughs> You were in. Were you still in Edinburgh? I was in Edinburgh. That's there's all these shots of me like wandering around Scotland, (laughs) trying to be all like all these beautiful vistas. Like here I am wearing a weird shirt and a sport coat, so I look studious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, if we have any other uh, closet Lizzo fans, reach out. If you haven't listened to it before, uh, look for the edited version. It gets fairly explicit pretty fast, but. it's a great birthday. Dude, I've gotten it's weaker on birthday. the language stuff lately on some, with some of my content. I need to I need to tighten that back up. Are you, have you started swearing? No, not with what I say. Like, okay, a while ago I got into a show called The Expanse. If, if you've ever seen it, it's the, you also watched The Americans, which I thought was a filthy show. Americans, it, and it all depends on how you look at it. So The Expanse, I guess sci-fi when it was on got pretty loose later with some rules later on. That's why I like things like Battlestar Galactica, where they just made up their own swear. There you go. Frack. I would frack pre- me. Or the good place when they just yeah, yeah you know. But uh, fork. Yep. Anyway, well, folks, you know, you did mention Parks and Rec, Al. So why not lead off with a listicle from good old Third Hour, the Buzzfeed of Mormonism, 
called 21 Times Parks and Rec Perfectly Captured the Latter-day Saint Experience. Now, this story makes me not miss doing twim at all. By this Caroline. is this is abs- this is clickbait trash that you're somehow giving. This is Caroline Coppersmith. She sounds made up. Would you rather I read the suggested article called 17 Reason Mormons Aren't That Great? No, that No, it's not. all clickbaity. They have another one that's like a Joseph Smith inflammatory that I was like, "Oh, this could be interesting." And then it's like, "No, this is a lie." Blah blah blah. It's they're just it's just what is this website? This is th- third hour used to be uh, called the Mormon Hub um, prior to things happening in that realm, yeah. and also prior to oh, the third so hour old. of church. I believe they're named because the third hour of church, you know, is gone, and so they yeah, much like the third hour of church is gone. This website should be gone. Boom. Yeah. They're owned by the More Good Foundation, which actually runs a lot. Let's of- let's move on. I think we've said everything worth mentioning out of yep. this. Yep. Everyone, just go. You can you can see all link to it on the website right uh, underneath, which will be the video of Al's application to live in Orlando for two months. Now, uh, do, do, if that does not come down, I will never speak to you again. We will cease to be friends, and I am not joking. Uh, there's another. The, <laughs> I'm going to send yeah, it to the next random institution that's covering the quilt shop and say, by the way, do not look at him when he, how he was then. Ha ha. Yeah. Entry. Uh, the, let's see. The church The church came out with a new word of wisdom. Is this the word of wisdom news that we've been waiting for for the last nine general conferences where they're like, they're going to repeal it. They're going to repeal no, the word of wisdom. No. It's not. Coffee is back. <laughs> it's back. No, not exactly. Uh, it was more, I think they're reiterating stuff in here. That What happened was they initially published uh, a section in the upcoming edition of The New Era, and since then they've published a statement along the same lines and even just referencing people to this link. But a lot of this to me was kind of like, yeah, okay, I didn't think this was anything earth-shattering, but they decided to really clarify stuff for the modern age, uh, including... Reminding though that vaping violates the word of wisdom, which is probably a good reminder. I've I've talked to a number of people who work with youth, and they've said that like yeah, kids vape, and it's an issue. Nearly two thirds of teen e-cigarette users thought the pods were vaping contained, or th- thought that the pods they were vaping contained only flavoring. That's way way far from the That's truth. That's a quote. Who's, That's the language. Who speaks like that? Are they speaking to the to the urban youth? Yeah, they're trying to. That's way, way far from the truth, bro. Bra. This is. That just seems like a weird way. Like, why are they speaking like this? This, No, I agree. This feels like it's not the church. Well, it's a youth magazine. Come on. Now, as for coffee, the coffee one's kind of funny. So it says. Totally don't drink coffee. So it says the word coffee isn't always in the name of coffee drink. So before you try what you think is just some new milkshake flavor, here are a couple rules of thumb. One, if you're in a coffee shop or any other shop that's well-known for its coffee, the drink you're ordering probably has coffee in it. So either never buy drinks at a coffee shop or always ask if there's coffee in it. Or two, drinks with names that include cafe... Like they're coming out against coffee. Or cafe, mocha, latte, espresso, or anything ending in chino are coffee and are against the word of wisdom. Now, quickly, no. <laughs> That's yeah, not entirely Fra- frappuccinos that have mocha in them. Yes, that's that's a sure. uh, that's bad. But like the double chocolate chip frappuccino, 
there's no coffee in that unless you're in China and they do make it with Java. Uh, I ran into that. I don't uh, know that. Oddly, this strawberries and cream. That's that's clean. Yeah, and and that's fine. You can ask ask them, but don't take this the church's chino rule. That's not well. That's pretty funny. Exactly. I mean. the, I've loved the double chocolatey chip as well. It's delightful. No, oh, it's so good and and lower calories than you'd get in a milkshake. milkshake. It's like I mean, half the calories. It's a healthy option. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this? Sim- similar to that, the Chick Fil A bl- blended lemonades, the strawberry blended lemonades, good. so good and only like two hundred calories. Those, those, are, those are amazing. Really nice. You've, this is why I'm in shape. Um, well, I lost my train of thought for a second. Oh, so this week's been interesting with this, though, because I've learned a lot. Because people said, "What? okay, what, the double chocolate chip? They're like, what about the mocha syrup they put on it? Because that's what they call it. The chocolate drizzle they do is called mocha syrup. So I looked up the ingredients of the mocha syrup, because why not? Go on. And there's no mocha in it. There's chocolate and then a bunch of chemical nonsense and sugar and such. But there's no coffee in what they've weirdly named Mocha syrup. So it's okay. Thankfully, the, the man, the coffee institution has gotten so stingy on coffee, they're not putting it in everything. They're they're lying to yeah. us. So anyways, that, that one bugs me because it's like, no, there's not everything has coffee. Even a latte. I do. Th- can just, whatever. It's fine. Um, I do like that they uh, they called out iced tea and they were like, no, iced tea. Nice try, guys. And then. And that's a good reminder because iced tea is usually still brewed as hot tea and then you chill it. It's just tea. It's made with the. Hold on now, real quick. I know you want to jump down to the next one. This is important for people to understand because we've had questions about it. So when you have something like chamomile tea or some kind of mint tea. An herbal tea. We, it's an Fine. herbal tea. And so technically it's not actually tea. It's an infusion. Because for something to technically be tea, it means it's made from tea leaves. So black tea, green tea are actually made from the plant tea. Yeah, so like you can have fruit tea where you just... Put fruit infused, and that hot is not with tea. Fruit. The actual tea has to be. We call that on our mission. Like they'd be like, "Hey, do you want tea?" We'd be like, "We can have fruit tea," and they'd be like, "Great, here's a spoonful of apricot jam. Stir it in your hot water." You wings. there you go. Anyway, and we would, and I loved it. I actually really liked it. It's just good to know because I've seen some Mormons be like, "Why are you drinking that herbal tea? That's tea," and you're like, "No, this is not tea." It's mm-hmm, bad marketing mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming you wanted to jump down to... No, I like that they, they just low-key. They're like, Inject. marijuana may be legal for medicinal and even recreational use, but that doesn't mean that only or that any use is suddenly not against the word of wisdom. Medical uses are being studied. Uh, but blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're like, you can only... So habit-forming substances should be avoided except under the care of a competent physician and then used only as prescribed. So they're sort of like medical marijuana is cool. They sort of are. But the funny thing to me is that like why they choose to express it in this way. Because they basically say. Uh, also, I can't. you can't trust any of the wording for any of these they, because they're all. Well, no, I trust weird, the wording here. But, but. but basically, I'm trying to think about their sort of out on this. They say medical uses are being studied. And the church also mentioned that during uh, Utah's medical marijuana ballot measure last year. They talked about. You know, well, they're still studying the science on it. But why are we relying upon the science of it if, for example, science has already told us that a glass of wine can be good for your heart? But we don't care about the science of it because it's still against the rules. So, like, why does that matter in that sense? Well, like tobacco, they're fine with you mashing up a tobacco leaf and putting it on a wound, right? You just can't smoke tobacco or chew it. You don't use it for the, uh, the nicotine addiction moment. 
Uh, marijuana, I think, would be much the same way. We're like, medical use for for pain is different than let's go get high. And and different dosing. Now, naturally, Listen, unfo- unfortunately, while the church clarified much of the forbidden part of the word of wisdom, nothing of this goes to many lengths to talk about. Hey, Mormons, you kind of like sugar too much. Maybe you should chill out on that. Maybe you should try. You to know why, Jeff? Because nobody's asking questions about they that. They should. Or we'll get the diet. If you know what's good for you, neither will you. We'll get the diabetes. We don't want that. We do. I want to know about aspartame. What about diet drinks with weird chemical sweeteners in them? What about the? I mean, when you think about it, like somewhere like Utah, where swig are so delicious, are these huge? And the whole, sorry, the whole Mormon. Corridor, I I right? would love if the church came out specifically and said, you know, what's against the word of wisdom? Swig. Boom. That that crappy establishment made of sugar cookies and soda. Is there any worse place? I mean. I would put them lower than like going to a bar that served only hard liquors. This is this is unacceptable, people. Well, I know one place that's worse, Al, and you and I have been there together. The home of moons over Miami, Denny's, ladies and gentlemen. Denny's mm-hmm. is where business is done, not Chili's. Um, and I mention this because recently the uh, a group of 40 LGBTQ Mormons gathered at the Denny's in Provo. Uh, primarily, it's basically the uh, the queer community. Jeff, we were in school people. there some 15, 10, 15 years it's ago. It's been a while. Wow. And, and even then, that's also where the gay and queer people gathered. So why is this news all of a sudden? Did you, was this a thing? Were they among us when you and I would go to Denny's at midnight? Of course, Denny's is known. It's an American institution. They have great milkshakes, moons over my hammy, and the all-star Grand Slam breakfast. All-star is, uh, is Waffle House, but the Grand Slam breakfast. And Jeff, if you, were, if you were looking for love, is the right place not Denny's? It is, Al. It is. I know. You convinced me. Anyway, um, not a ton to say here, but I think it's good that uh, these groups are meeting to be able to support one another. Obviously, well, no, I mean it's 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 this is the dumbest article. Like not the dumbest they article. They got together for dinner. They got together for dinner. Al, do you think it's Why easy to be out at BYU even with the sort of changing cultural climate? I mean, it's still not an easy place to walk. I think it's good to be able to be. Are we writing an article when when a group of friends gets together at Neaters, Jeff? No, Denny's what. 40 gay people at Denny's. That's just, that's just, you know, there was a a Saturday night in Provo. It's a Saturday night in Provo. There's a, there's a great concert from Imagine Dragons. And then everybody went after that to Denny's and hung out and somebody took a photo. This is not, I don't know why they went to Denny's when Burger Supreme is across the street. Let's talk about the bigger issue here. Come on. Burger Supreme. I've never been. You did not. I I know that you've, you jealously defend your experience in Hawaii, but I don't feel like I went to BYU Provo for a. But I don't feel like you maximize your time. Able to say authoritatively that it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing is, you only went there for a semester, so you could qualify for the Ukraine trip, and that was the whole reason you went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and and it's sleeted on me. Which you go to Hawaii for a semester, the the fall semester, and then the winter semester in Provo, and I think everybody would agree you should never come back. To probe. Yeah, it's probably fair. It's, it's not. Okay, fun. anyways, that one was fine. I will go to uh, the other kind of biggest story this week. The church dropped new abuse prevention training. Uh, this just And then the church dropped. Burn. The church has been in the habit of doing these Friday news dumps, which is usually what you don't do 
in media terms, but I guess because we are a Sunday-focused organization, it makes sense to kind of build up for the weekend. Uh, or they just don't – they don't want to <laughs> – they don't want to talk about it. So they're like, all right, everybody, 5 o'clock, you get this. Any questions will be replied to Monday. Thank you. So anyway, there is a big training that is going to – it's required training to protect youth from abuse. And you get to go to the – okay, ready for this very long URL that we're in now? Protectingchildren.churchofjesuschrist.org. That's where you have to go mm. to get there because we're not LDS.org anymore. Um, and they actually, you have to log in with your church login because they're tracking who completes it. I think that's the only reason they're doing it there. They're not trying to like paywall it per se, but they're, <laughs> I just think it's a way for them to get a metric about who is actually completing this training, just to have a record. Of well, that. you can't put people in charge of kids that don't know how to not harm them. Yeah. Because uh, it's a big list. I mean, it's not just like people in, in the youth programs, high counselors, stake leadership, you know, bishoprics, everybody who's involved with youth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually did the training already the day it was announced. It was pretty straight. How was it? It was good. Um, I never took the one for Boy Scouts from last year that I've heard a lot about since this happened, since this news dropped last bad. week, which apparently good or was bad. You hear good a things? frustrating training. But uh, I, I mean, I liked it overall. It went through some different scenarios. I'd say the big thing it stresses is a rule of threes, you know, just not to be alone with kid with kids, not to have lengthy one-on-one -on -one conversations with kids. It had an example of like a father's and son's camp out or something where a dad and a son are about to go to bed and one of like his son's buddies comes in and says, hey, can I sleep here in the tent with you? And it's like, what do you do? You say, no, get your own dang tent, Jimmy. Find your own father, Jimmy. <laughs> but I don't have a father. I want to come with you. No, Jimmy, go with the other orphans in their own tent. I'm not going to be your foe. Exactly. Father. I'm glad you understand this. Weirdly, it leads off with a video with narration from President Packer, which I mean, it's timeless content, but don't you want to lean on some of the existing 12 for something like that? Who would this? you have re-narrate President Packer? Quentin L. Cook, as everyone who listens to this show would know. Why would you even ask? <laughs> it's obviously Quentin. Followed by Ballard. The two most dynamic men in the world. <laughs> um, anyway, like here's like one says uh, here's an example. Sister Brimley is about to start her Sunday school class and class, and there is only one young woman present. What should she do? And then they give you two options: like go ahead with the class if they're both the same gender, or combine with another class or invite another adult into the class. For example, I feel like combine with another class is the move. That is the move. That's the correct move. To yeah. So there's a number of examples. It goes a lot more in the weeds when it talks more specifically about abuse, and it spends much more time uh, on all of that. On and it talks about the forms of abuse that exist because it's easy to think about abuse being like sexual or physical, but there's verbal abuse. But there's even abandonment is a form of abuse, for example. When teaching a class, do not berate children. That's that's verbal abuse. Does it say that though? No, because I got berated when I was a young man. Usually, if I was mouthing off. I think like listen, you stupid little piece of garbage. We had a we some of us read the scriptures and love Jesus, unlike Jeff Openshaw. We had a youth leader once who did not like it if we'd make your mom jokes, which in the nineties were <laughs> in the late nineties, your mom jokes were everywhere. Uh, and uh but like straight up one kid said it one time. I remember we were driving back from a bowling alley for an activity and he par he pulled his car to the side of the road and opened the door and said, Get out. <laughs> Just like kicks a kid out of his car in the middle of Anaheim and just like leaves him there. And the kid has to go find a payphone and call his mom. And get <laughs> <up>. <laughs> he says, I was making, I was making uh, mom jokes. Well, he, get, he, he got upset about this because he thinks he thought we were being disrespectful towards 
you know, towards mothers, even if stuff that made no sense, they'd be like, did you hear that? And one guy would go, your mom heard it, which isn't even a diss on the mom. It's just a thing. And he'd get all. Yeah. It says your mom's got really good hearing or she's somehow with me when you are further away. That's that's why it's funny because everyone who knows my mom knows that my mom does not have good hearing. No, I I think we've all got great memories of uh, weird youth leaders that would get so ticked off for the weirdest reason. Yeah. But now that I'm a grown up, I'm like, oh, you were battling your own kids all day. And then you came here to a bunch of ungrateful kids that, that really, I mean, hated them. I I had very few leaders that I ever loved and and appreciated. Most of them I thought were just awful, and uh, and and so then we'd spend two hours together, and it was just a battle. It was like if we could make them lose it, we won somehow. And when they lost it real bad, we really won. I'm pretty sure my zenith. And that's was ter- my, that's terrible. Dynamic. This wasn't youth leadership. My freshman year, my first year of seminary, when they actually got our teacher to walk out on our class in frustration, he just left. <laughs> And I remember well that someone wrote on the board, on the chalkboard, like, we're sorry, brother so-and-so, and everyone wrote their names. And my friend went up and erased his name after they did that. He's like, I'm not sorry. That was awesome. It's like, <laughs> we were 14. You know, it's a great age for respectful discourse with young men. I remember our seminary, we had uh, we had a bunch of, of kids that would like that would like show up with, it was early morning seminary, so they just wear sunglasses and pull their hoodies down and sleep. Yep, that's what I used to do sometimes, maybe. They hated it. They Teachers hate that when you do that. And then they're always calling on you, asking you to read. Hey, let me ask you one thing, though, sort of related, related to the kids stuff. What have you made of the changes they're doing with EFY? Have you been tracking that? How it's Yeah, where now they are uh, going away. They're just like stake ones. So, I mean, because, you know, you were an EFY counselor. This this is something. That's five years. Yeah. I was like an EFY all-star, man. I, I am in the books. I am a legend among them. A lot of the rules exist because I was a counselor. There's uh, things like you. Is this you why we're having training now? No. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. The uh, the pizza gauntlet where you everybody gets a pizza box, stands in a line, and you run your children through while everybody hits them. You're not allowed to do that anymore because I might have turned it into like pizza jousting where kids started getting knocked out. The, right. Sure. There's there's a lot of this, and I have a deep love for this program. The so the downsides to having it be uh, what is it now like steak for youth or something. SFY it's something for the str- like It's now that. for like for the strength of youth. FSY, yeah, for strength of youth. So the downside is like the counselor experience, I think, is going to be way worse because you don't travel as much. It's not as interesting and you don't get paid. This is just a sneaky way for them to screw over the 23-year-old college student. Mm. Uh, mm. On a positive note, I love the idea of making it accessible for everybody to go. Like it's almost $400, which is pretty prohibitive. That is a lot of money. Uh I mean, if you if you come from like a lower income family, you're screwed. You don't get to do it at all. And uh, and if you if you have three kids going, I mean, that's like a significant sum that you have to fork out for for Jesus Camp. And so I really like I like the accessibility side of it. I think uh, I think it'll continue to be a great program. And I love the the idea that that everybody gets to participate in it. Right. From a from a you know a horny twenty three year old trying to find marriage uh, amongst the various programs of other counselors. Very, very tough blow. I mean, we've all been dealt this blow. Uh, and I felt it even as a married man, ex-alum of EFY. I mean, I know how hard this must have hit him. It's bad. Okay. Well, uh, Let's see. Other stories. So uh, all of your, let's see, your throwaway ones. The Lisbon, Portugal 
temple. Uh, you've been to Lisbon, Portugal, so that should not be throwaway. It has an open house now. Uh, the Prodigal Son uh, is on the Video Vault. Apparently, you're watching old movies since I left. Latter-day Saint Video Vault is a deli- <coughs> delightful weekly place. Did you actually know the, the pro- I, you know the Prodigal Son video? I mean, actually, I genuinely... Of course. I was the good son. I was the yeah. good son. I've always liked how it's a, a longer riff on the story. But one thing I didn't know is that it was the... Uh, it was a bit different with the way they developed it originally as far as a production because previously they'd kind of list the directors on these films and who made it. But instead, this was released in 1990 via the church satellite system and they had open houses on display and and they encouraged people to invite friends and neighbors to come see the new film. Um, Uh It even had an introduction by the president of the 12 Howard W. Hunter. Basically, it kind of represented a bit of a different approach for the church to engage in in order to... uh, Try to do fellowshipping and outreach and all that sort of stuff. What was the other one they did that was that was uh, very close to that? It, it was um, where they they had the dad and he was rocking his baby in the in the nursery and the, like it, I want to say like not Man's Search for Happiness but like a Plan of Salvation one. Is it On the Way Home? A Labor of Love? No, maybe. Maybe. Dude, some of those church videos are classics, man. And then remember when they had all the- Oh, no, uh, Labor of Love is that one when the missionary sits next to the guy on his flight back from- Yeah. My favorite thing about that is he tells this lengthy story, and he's flying from Colorado back to Utah. He talks about his mission in Colorado, so he has his 35-minute plane flight to Salt Lake City and gets everything done. It's a beautiful film. It's it's amazing. And the way that guy with the jerry curl looks back at him- after he gives him his phone. What were number. the uh, what were all the movies that we used to get that were like that were like, you can do it, Ben Wagner. I know you can, and and uh, they were just like the family movies. Do you remember? I don't know these? what you're talking about. I just watched cable. They came from the same the same group that did like Living Scriptures. And- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Which is the Living Scriptures? That's who makes those. What what was the what was their like secular arm where it was just like feel good movies on our way home was was one from there that's what made me think of it i think on the way home and, was church produced ah man there's so there's so many great ones feature films for families that's it featured films for families ff they're not out of business yeah. like vid angel so good for them <laughs> they made it by making their own content instead of stealing hey, others vid angel has lots of comedy they haven't been sued by netflix or uh, amazon so all the trouble they've had has been about like the old lawsuit from the old model they had before they went to the streaming. Thing. Yeah, then they lost their sixty million. Yeah, what do you anyway. do? Uh, let's see other other stuff. Couple gets married after uh, meeting on a online dating app. What the crap did you think was going to happen? Why? Who who is there? No editors in this day and age, Jeff. I leave for two years and I come back and this garbage. The beauty is Veronica the beauty of Lopez, this is it's covered by Iman Harerakia and Hannah Orenson. This is a three-person duo to pull this off. Garbage. The beauty is though, Elite Daily like can't believe that this happened because it's not a Mormon publication. They're just like, what? Even outside of the Mormon people, circle, and they met on mutual. Still get married after four months. Did you ever Every see Dharma and, and Greg? I mean, Dharma and Greg were pioneers in the Mormon world. You are a fascinating person when you want to talk about weird late '90s sitcoms <laughs> that ran for like three seasons. Remember, they got they they had met and got married the day they met, and, and Elite Daily is writing about Mormons. Well, they met on Mutual. Did, did you ever use the Mutual app? Was that around before you got married? No, I was before. I mean, it was out, but I wasn't. I wasn't. It's much more. You know, it's it's the thing now. I've I have 
I've perused it. You've been on it? Well, no. You have know, you really? My, uh, my, my, my. Did you do it with Danielle? Does she know, or would this be a surprise to her if I said I saw your husband on a dating app? No, all three of us were looking at. We were looking at it with my sister once, who was on it, because I like we're curious. No, Tinder and we got married before any of that stuff happened. So now, Tinder was a mind blow. I remember sitting at a table with a bunch of buddies in uh, in Ireland. They were like, "Wait, what? You just swiped?" And I open it up, and I'm like, "Look." I'm in Ireland. I know no one. Swipe. They want to go on a date. Swipe. They want to go on a date. They're like, if this was around when I was single, my life would have been so different. It was a mind blow to them. And to you, you got married uh, pre-dating apps, right? Yeah, well, for before those, yeah. We were married before Tinder dropped. And, of course, Mutual is just Tinder specifically for Mormons. I mean, it's the same idea. So, Yeah. My mom bought me a, uh, a subscription to eHarmony one time when I turned – I think I turned 31. What a great she gift. Just, so right, she was just right when you became me. a menace to society, she was like – oh, that's 26. Yeah, no, she, was, she was like she, – she didn't believe anything I said at that point. She was like, just try it. You never know. Maybe. Does it make you happy You're- even though meeting online is not taboo anymore? You met your wife – organically shall we say right you met her i mean i know how you met your wife this was this was a strategy my uh my therapist gave me she said listen delete all the apps and who who do you want to meet uh where are they going to be so she she would like she's like i well one she's like when you go to the store ask for a girl's phone like try and pick up on women because what you do is you just stare at them awkwardly and i was like that's good feedback thank you that's very helpful Instead, I'll go and talk to them, ask them their name and something witty about them. And then if it, if they respond, ask for the number. I, I can do that. The other thing she said is like, go find things where women will be and do them. So I took like a sushi making Bridal, class at Harmon's. Bridal fairs. And, yeah. and I would, I would uh, go to yoga. And so, you know, like you start doing some of these things where you can just like meet people in the wild. Because my world had gotten very, like I work. Yeah, yeah. And then I go eat dinner and I eat dinner with buddies and I work alone. And so like, that was my whole world. And it was like, I mean, it was kind of a, it was a, it was a little stretch to get out and be around new people all the time because you were, that was the goal was if you haven't already found the person you're going to marry, like go meet new people. Right. And, uh, and so I, like I did that, but it was, it was deliberate in the midst of the dating app frenzy where, uh, you know, we just went and found some things and like, I was actively trying to, Introduce myself to women. It was a lot of the "Have you met Ted?" sort of rhetoric, and uh, and no, I I am like I'm happy, but honestly, I wouldn't be embarrassed if one of the apps would have worked out. Like I don't think that there's any. No, shame. no, there's no shame. But are you yourself just like happier that you met your wife via traditional I, means? Just for you, I'm not judging anybody. I'm not. I'm not happier that I met her in the traditional means versus an app. I'm happy. I'm happy that I met her because like I had to build. Like the happiness comes from building all the tools and like. And like putting myself out there facing rejection and it paying off, like that was the more satisfying. There you go. But yeah. Dude, we knew she was the one. When I got to play laser tag with just the three of us in Lehigh, (laughs) made the guy open up the place. Yes. Like, this is the one we've been waiting for. No, I I got a good one, man. I got a real good one. As did you. We got good good. I mean, we were worried. If you listen to the beginning of this episode or this, uh, this show, there is probably six years where we are both just bemoaning the fact that we are single. Okay, it's not that long, but yeah. I've been married for 
far more of this show's production than I have not, which is weird to me at this point. But Yeah, that is yeah. weird because it was all a ploy just to help meet women. I know, and she doesn't even I listen mean, to the show or care. So go figure. <laughs> Irony of ironies, you know? I had an, I had a few dates come out of this show. Thank you, ladies. You had straight Thank up you. dates. Okay, I don't, that doesn't surprise me. It's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And it was always weird because they knew so much about me. They'd be like, what about that thing that happened three years ago? And I'm like, <gasps> who told you? And they gave you a taste when? of fame, and then you said, man, I should apply to for 67 days in Orlando. Then I'll be really famous. I, I hate you. I've always hated you. <laughs> I've not watched that video in a long time. <laughs> like t <laughs> 10 years. Okay. So interesting news this week, and in some ways we question why it is news. But, so we'll get to this. So Ed Smart, the father of Elizabeth Smart, who in 2002 you know, was made national headlines when she was kidnapped. Sure. The Smarts, we call them. The Smarts. And Ed Smart was sort of the family spokesman during that whole entire time. And Elizabeth has gone on you know, to serve admissions. She's a mom. She does lots of advocacy work. Uh, but Ed, this past week, came out as gay. Uh, initially, it was in a private letter. Stop the presses. Well, it, yeah. Rewind that. It was in a- We got to print this story and get this man to Denny's. Yes. <laughs> So it was an, a, originally a private post to friends and family on Facebook, but then media managed to pick it up. Deseret, Why could they not leave it private? This is this own man's business. Curiously, Deseret News, of all the outlets, broke the story. You'd think this would be more of a salacious thing that, you know, KUER or uh, the Trib would try to jump on. But they were all reporting from the Deseret News. Since that time, he has just published the letter himself. Um, but what's interesting is he's not just coming out as gay and saying, I'm a gay Latter-day Saint, we're going to make it work. He said, nope, I'm divorcing my wife, and uh, I also don't see a place for myself in the church right now. Which is a bummer, because I feel I just feel sad that he doesn't feel like he can belong. Well, the, there is that. There's also, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bummer. This is the outcome, but like, when... When you're, what is he, a hundred years old, this yes, man? Yes, about that. Yeah. Uh, and he comes out as as gay, and the decision or the outcome of that is is I need to leave my wife and uh, and leave this church, right? Like the church is actually fairly accommodating for, I feel like for a 60, 70 year old gay man, I feel like it would be a fine place to be where, really, I mean, at that point, you're just finding good roommates. Uh, the the uh but like i mean there it's if there were a hell al you would be anyway it's a different it, i feel like it's a different uh you know like if you came out as gay and started dating uh another man and and then realize like slowly had this moment where you're like you know the church just doesn't support what i'm trying to do it's this lifestyle and and, and uh you know i'm going to leave it like i feel like that's a different conversation than Hey, guess what? Church, I'm not even going to give you a shot supporting me as a gay man. I'm out of here, and I'm leaving my wife too. And here's here's what it's going to look like. I'm gone. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like this is all on the church, right? I don't feel like I don't have the same reaction of I'm sad that he doesn't feel like he has a place here. I, 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 I mean, I we should be more inclusive and all that stuff. But I, but also, I don't feel like we got a good shot to try and be a good supportive network for a gay brother smart. I mean, maybe I think we're trying to have better shots. I think we're still in a weird transitional place. No, but you know what I mean? He, it's not like he came out and he's like, man, I've been trying to make it work and it didn't work. He came out and was like, all right, I'm headed. I've, I'm headed to Denny's 
And uh, and you guys, I already know enough about how you treat gay people. I'm I'm out of here. I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna try this. Like, I feel like it's a different conversation. Yeah, I guess I could say that, but I don't know what his actual full internal struggle has been. None of right. us do. None of us do. In fact, the Deseret News certainly does not. It should be his own. But, uh, but I mean, I don't read this as a thing where it's like, oh, we as, we as the church should have tried. Or like, why doesn't he feel welcome here? I don't think there's any way we could have structured it where he would feel welcome here and, uh, and want to continue to be a part of it. Right? There maybe could have been. I don't know. Now, now, what do we make, though? I feel like the Trib in particular has really been going on this story. And to me, it's crossed into a place where I think they're just trying to, like, get the just ride the SEO train and just get more. That sounds like the Trib. Does it, though? Yeah. It, is it Peggy Fletcher's stack? I mean, it, she's oh, it's a number. It? I mean, let, let's do a quick look. Salt Lake Tribune. Ed Smart. Let's look how many, how many articles can we have so far? Okay. Straight up, there is uh, there's top stories. There's three alone already. Ed Smart talks about his decision three. in the wake of Ed Smart's coming out. Here are the steps the LDS Church can take to keep its LGBTQ members. And I believe that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see this as an, as indicative of the bigger problem, or as him like striking out. I mean, it's it's even what's wild to me is like is like you go through your good sexual years as straight. I mean. He missed he missed the best years of his gay life. This man That's the important takeaway, Al. Good job. This man has waited too long. I don't know. I've never been Anyway, never I been think gay it's weird. Or, I think uh, or old. And so I don't know how this works, but I, it seems to me a little a little bit contrived for Deseret News. That's fair, but they just pub- they just kind of published the one thing. It is the trip that has run with it and run and Do run. not make excuses. I will make excuses. It's who I am. All right. Well, what you got? In our next, our next great one, uh, there was an interview with Colby Farron, the Eminem of Mormon. Yes, and he is real. He's a rapper. Is he? Yeah, he's he's a rapper. You might remember him a few years ago. He did something. It's called like middle class gangster or something like that. You know, but uh, he's got a new album out. But our own Jeff Jeff has he done an intro song for us? No, but maybe, then we, why are we talking? Maybe we could get him to do one. Look, Yo, look at the before and after the mission. Original. Rap. Look at the what? Oh yeah, I like his beard in all of his videos. He's he's just really white. I mean, he's very Eminemish, uh, but without without the uh, the angst. The uh, the album is the bubble mm-hmm, mm-hmm. blasting off. <laughs> the album's just called the bubble. It's not called the, the bu- bubble no, blasting the so- off. No, the song is the bubble is track one, track two blasting yes. off. Oh. I think we all know what he's rapping about there. Number three is Mr. Frost. I'm assuming drugs. Number four is Happy Song. I'm assuming drugs. Number five is New Me. I'm assuming coming back to church. Number six is Wonder, the great Arrested Development reference. Number seven is Try Hard. It's about a struggle with masturbation. And number eight is Starts Now. <coughs> so go listen to that album. It's going to be now, great. I know you're having fun with this, but I will say there's a good. He was an EFY counselor, and I like this one story that he did with an interview with Jeff Borders. Where he said, as he was an EFY counselor, there was a week where the session directors wanted to play one of my songs at a dance. They had heard my songs before, and a couple of the kids 
loved to hear rap and they wanted to do it. Um, so the session directors were told that in order to play any song of mine, they had to get it approved by one of the head administrators of all of EFY. So they called him up. They explained the situation. He asked if the song was clean and appropriate. They said, yeah, it's fine. But then the, he asked, which genre is the song? And they said it was rap. And then without taking time to listen to the song himself, he just cut it off and said, mm-hmm. sorry, we avoid rap. And mm-hmm. Colby makes a good point. He says, just like that, the stereotype of Mormons being averse to rap was reinforced. It continues to confirm in kids' minds that rap inherently is bad music and you should not listen to it. Which draws us back to our Lizzo conversation from the beginning of the show. Which you advised us was profane and inappropriate. Yeah. No, very profane and delightful to listen to. Rap rap is just uh, can be very entertaining at times, especially when sung by a confident, powerful black woman named Lizzo. Now, what about if rap is like is clean? What if it's the Brian Regan of rap? Do you feel like Mormons mm-hmm. just give rap a bad uh, rap, Al? Uh, mm-hmm. I said that. Uh, I don't think Mormons are avoiding rap. I think EFY counselors maybe. Well, you were one of them. Pardon, EFY administrators. I don't think anybody else on the planet is avoiding rap for the sake of rap. Well. I think some people like the genre, some people don't. And then uh, some some people, uh, yeah, some people are into it, some people aren't. Like, that's all I see here. All right. Well, I'm going to take you to what I think will be our final story today. Now, I can't verify that this incident actually happened, but I can verify the tweet itself is real and not doctored up. So (laughs) that's all I got. But so here's the quote. Someone just told me they couldn't talk to me because I still said the M word, Mormon. And yes, if you're wondering, that word is Mormon. And yes, she really bleeped it out like that, calling it the M word. So we are a year removed from the first utterances by President Nelson of this whole don't Mormon it up thing, right? And and I am not surprised, but perhaps baffled that someone would say, I can't talk to you because you're saying the M word. And to call it the M word, I'm assuming this happened in Utah because I assume bad things of Utah. Al, your thoughts on this? Uh, I, 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 think, I think the, uh, the name of the church is uh, I'm glad we've got it fixed on all the documents. What we call ourselves, I, I'm not stressing about. I'm just excited that we're all here following Christ. I mean, that's really my emphasis. If I can just have one point of, uh, of focus, that's what it would be. No, I, 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 have, I pay no credence to the people that try and correct me, tell me I'm doing it wrong. Uh, I like I like trying to remember to call myself a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. It's a good sort of thing to go through uh, when I'm trying to talk fast. I still say Mormon. Yeah. Okay. So do I. I it's mean. it is not a profane word, people. It is not. No, sir. All right. Good deal. <laughs> Unless, I- what are your thoughts on it, Jeff? No, I've I've spoken my piece on this so many times. I just think it's if that is true, if that story is true, that's just it's so absurd. And then we could get you know, there's there's enough Karens in Utah that that story is obviously that's true. true. I mean, we could get in the weeds on it and talk about how you know, like we want to stress the name of the church, so don't call it the Mormon Church, but the people of that church. I know President Nelson has encouraged us to be more 
long form with how we explain it, but sometimes you just do not have the time to say, yeah, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I believe in the restored gospel. Or just say, I'm a Mormon, and it's you know a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but just don't, don't do dumb things like that. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's fine. We're all working on it. We're getting there. It's a new thing for everybody. But it's like it's like anything else. If you meet somebody and they say, oh, I don't like to go to the temple because I like to drink my frappuccino. I mean, <laughs> do you castigate that person and not, and not yeah. associate? How dare you with the chino, with the chino again? Like, do you not associate with that person? No, you just, it's okay. Yeah, it's aggravating. Just We had a whole lesson this past Sunday, everybody. If you were in your Sunday school, big section of Romans was about not judging. So maybe we should all remember that for those who went to uh, gospel doctrine or Amen. whatever it is. Amen. Jeff, it is great to be back. It's wonderful I, to have you, Al. I hope you'll come back again sometime. I'll never see you again. Potentially true. Potentially <laughs> true. Uh, before we sign off, I want to encourage all of you to go to thisweekinmormons.com where you can see this and other written content that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. See the show notes from this. You, any articles we've talked about, we'll link to those as well as there will be a, 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 a transcript, all that kind of stuff. And uh, if you've not yet subscribed audibly, please do that however you get your podcasts. And I always beg and plead, but come on, leave a review on iTunes. It's a good thing to do. Leave a review. <laughs> like, do this. It feels like the Hurlahe boy house sitting. Service. I just don't know why this is so hard for you people. Let me. I see the stats. The majority review. of you listen via Apple Podcasts, so you're there already. Just go and leave the review. Just leave the man a review. And if you want to be a patron of Twim, go to Patreon.com/slash/ThisWeekInMormons and donate like a buck a month and help us keep the lights on. That's a great thing you can do. Yeah, people. Jeff will keep all of it and never pay the bills that I have You've to never, pay. This is, how, this it is how it works when you disappeared and said, I want out. And I said- <laughs> But I need the server to keep going. As we going. split our assets in the divorce, that's what you got to keep, that responsibility. <laughs> I kept that there bill. There we go. <laughs> but uh, we thank you all very much for spending some time with us. Nice of you to tune in always, and we hope you'll share Twin with your friends and loved ones, yada, yada, yada. So, Al, good seeing right. you, man. See Peace out. Everyone, be well, be holy, and be happy. Oh my gosh, still. Guy love, that's all it is. Guy love, he's mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. You ask me about this thing we share. And he tenderly replies. It's God.